This one may be a guest expert one, Andy. So here's the question. A coworker made a racially offensive comment to me. My nonprofit doesn't have an official HR slash diversity department, and my coworker has a good rapport with the ED. I don't know if I should escalate or let it go. What should I do? Well, I'm I'm sorry that that happened. I I I'm, I'm a I I'm embarrassed for the organization. I'm embarrassed for um, anybody that was involved. I don't think I would counsel letting it go. I just don't think that's, I mean, but again, from my sort of like privileged podcast host perspective, um, I, I probably wouldn't let it go. Um, but I'm not you, but this is absolutely the case where we need the guest expert button that we can push and bring in somebody that can kind of talk about like, what are the risks and benefits of both of those options? Um, and, and what you need to think about before you make that decision. Um, cause I think we need, I think we need more help on this one. I agree. And I too had the same reaction from my privileged seat, right. Of, of <laughs> saying, no, do not let this go escalate <laughs> this as quickly as you can. I also know that's easier said than done. And I also know that's uncomfortable and all those things. And I also think that I, you know, I, I see whistleblower policies, you know, you always see them in writing, right? Organizations have these whistleblower policies to attract somebody who, you know, if the grievance is large enough, you know, it, it, it falls into that category and they're protected and their rights are protected and they're not going to, there shouldn't be retaliation against them if, you know, they report something. But I'm always curious, and this would also be fun to sort of dig into with an HR person, how do you really really make sure that that whistleblower policy protects all because I'm sure that there's people out there that would say, yeah, we had that policy and I still got, you know, fired three months later, or there was some, you know, passive aggressive nonsense that went on after it, whatever. So I'm probably taking this to a whole other level. I'll focus on the question, but I think that's an extension of it that needs to be discussed. So we'll get a guest expert. Nonprofit governance. Nonprofit answers. Nonprofit board. Nonprofit management. Nonprofit marketing. Nonprofit resources. Welcome to Nonprofit Everything, the podcast where hosts Andy Shurick and Stacy Wedding answer your questions about all things nonprofit. Welcome to another episode of Nonprofit Everything. Andy Shurick, I'm here with my amazing, super smart co-host, Stacy Wedding, who I was doing a presentation yesterday and somebody came up after the presentation specifically to tell me that you're the best part of the podcast. And I agreed. So <laughs> oh, no, was, no. <laughs> I thought that no, was no, like no. appropriate. It may be so, Andy. It may be the same person who actually said to texted me and told me that they, you were teaching or training a class that they were in and they were so excited to meet my really smarty pants co-host. So, so just so you know, I think uh, they were maybe blowing a little smoke up both our butts. What do you think? Or maybe well, they were know, really serious. Thank you. So thank you. We'll, for, take, we'll take the blowing smoke up our butts. <laughs> Because the only reason we do a podcast is for the adulation, right? And the money, all the oh, yeah. money we make. We from are this. rolling so. in the dough. <laughs> rolling in it. Um, so thanks for thanks for listening. This is um, the way this works: is you send us questions, uh, preferably about nonprofit topics, and then Stacy and I try to answer them. And if we can't, we will rope in a guest expert 
and pepper them with lots and lots of questions. So if you have something you're curious about, something you want us to dig a guest expert for, we are totally willing. We will call anybody. We've just, we've <laughs> made that abundantly clear. Yes. Um, so apparently having a podcast lets us just call anybody. So we, we do that now. Um, so, so let us know what that question is and we'll go reach out to a, a guest expert and bring them in, or we'll try to answer it too. Um, and with that, let's jump right in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Nonprofit Everything. This is Stacey Wedding with you, and I have a guest expert with us today that I'm sure we will all learn a lot from. It's Mary Beth Hartlib. And uh, for those who don't know Mary Beth, she is what I like to call an HR guru, right? She started her own Prism HR consulting company uh, back in 2003. Is, Is that correct, Mary Beth? It is. Yeah, we're we're coming up on the 20th anniversary. I am excited about that. And I also don't know where those two decades went. You and me both. I say that to myself every day. So we are so glad to have you. And any background you want to share on, on HR or anything you want to share with our, our listeners today? Sure. Yeah. So I've uh, been in HR for over 30 years uh, and and then, you know, decided to go out on my own. And I, I still consider that one of the best decisions I ever made. I really love what I do and I enjoy the consulting aspect very much. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to work with just a myriad of different clients and industries and every single day is different. So you, you know, you try your best to schedule, but you never know when, when situations are going to present themselves. And uh, it really feels good to be appreciated by our clients and and really, um, you know, help, help the workplace, you know, run more efficiently, get the right people in the right positions. Uh, it, it can be very rewarding um, in, in many ways. And uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. And um, for our 20th anniversary, I'm not going to disclose too much, but I'm working on something that I've been kind of marinating for the last decade or so. And it's it's kind of in the wellness space, but more, you know, tying in the workplace to that. So um, stay tuned because we'll we'll be starting to do some launch on that uh, towards early fall. Ooh, well, that I am intrigued and wellness is my middle name, or at least I tr- I'm trying to do more with wellness as I think many of us are. Yes. Oh, yeah. Self-care is uh, extremely important, but I've, you know, I've, I've been witness to, uh, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of conflict that happens in the workplace. And uh, so I, I have worked on myself for the last decade and, and kind of uh, experimented with a lot of different modalities and, and, and different things and studied the science. And so I, I feel compelled, honestly, to to bring this forward in a public way and uh, hope that I can help others and uh, share what I've learned and what's worked for me. Um, just in terms of, you know, there, there really is no such thing as work-life balance, but um, just, you know, living your best life and what that means to you. And, and everyone's unique in that aspect. And I, I think a lot of times we forget that. And um, so, yeah, so I'm excited. And uh 
probably have another podcast around that. Who knows? Yeah, I was going to say, I love it. And you, it's that's definitely a teaser that has me intrigued. And I'm sure our listeners as well. We will, we will make sure to put your contact info in the show notes and your, you know, your website and LinkedIn. So people know how to follow you and hear about the latest and greatest. So um, thank you again for being here. So let's dive in. Uh, we got a question, Andy and I got this question and uh, we certainly uh, attempt to answer some questions and do a better job than others. And this one is just, it, sadly, I think it's all too common of of what we hear going on out there. And we thought, you know, let's bring in a guest expert. And so uh, you came to mind. So Mary Beth, here is the question we got. Coworker made a racially offensive comment to me. My nonprofit doesn't have an official HR slash diversity department, and my coworker has a good rapport with the executive director. I don't know if I should escalate this or let it go. What should I do? Well, that's that's quite a question, Stacy. Uh, <laughs> and it just it 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 uh gives me pause to, you know, I wish I knew who the person was because I have so many more questions uh, when, when I hear questions like that. And yes, this is uh, very common. You know, I, I often uh, half jokingly say that it's not 2019 anymore. Um, (laughs) Everything has changed and shifted. I mean, no matter where you look, personal work, uh, everything has has changed drastically in in terms of how we work and and relationships in the workplace. And that kind of goes towards the, you know, the conflict aspect that that I mentioned. So just to preface, you know, my my suggestion to to this individual is, you know, the first thing always is really to take into consideration perception. Um, what what this person is who wrote in the question, I mean, that's that's their perception that this person made a racial comment, right? Um, and I would ask the question too, does this person think that the individual who made the comment were, what was the intention behind that comment? Or did they even know that they offended this individual? Because a lot of times we don't, and that's that's certainly not an excuse for bad behavior. That's I'm not condoning that at all. But many times we just don't realize how our words affect other people. And and so I often suggest you know think about that for a moment. Is this something that's really coming from within you, or is this something that you know anybody who heard this comment would say? you know, that's, that's offensive. That's, that's racially charged or, you know, whatever that comment was. The other thing I'm hearing here is that there seems to be somewhat of an assumption that because the executive director may on the surface have a friendly relationship with this individual and without knowing more, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to just go with that. What was in the question? Um, but just because someone is on friendly terms, especially at an executive director level, um, does not necessarily mean that that individual cannot be objective with, with these types of situations. So I would suggest to the person to think of, about a few things before they take a next step. 
And that is your own perception. Do you feel that this was intentional? Um, you know, what what has your relationship been with this coworker in the past? Has this happened before? Was this a one-off situation? You know, what 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 was the what was the situation that was happening at the moment? Um, and then, you know, also, you know, do do you have enough information to say, you know, unequivocally that this executive director can't be objective? If you decide, and, and I always suggest to you that workplace conflict, when things like this happen, and they inevitably will because we're all human and no one's perfect, um, can, if they can be addressed in the moment of when it happens, it's so much better. <laughs> and it doesn't have to yeah. escalate into anger or anything else like that. It's just simply a matter of saying to that individual, oh, like, wow, that, that comment really took me back. Like, um, you know, what, what, what's, what's happening here? Why, what made you say that? Or, you know, can we talk about this? It's always much better to deal with that situation with the individual that you feel that offended you. Now, I also understand that there are situations where a person may not feel safe in doing that. And again, if that's the situation here, don't do it. If you feel that, Talking to this individual uh, is is not going to be able to just clear the air and you're going to be able to carry on in a professional way in the workplace, then you do need somebody to intervene on your behalf. And you don't need to have HR or an HR position in the organization. If you feel after thinking through this that the executive director really will not be objective and, and listen and hear you out and be able to resolve this conflict... Uh, then I would suggest that you go to another supervisor or a manager that you trust. Um, policies, if if we go down that road a little bit, I, I just want to mention that for nonprofits and, and for all companies, you, you should have an anti-harassment policy. Um, and you also should be providing alternate ways in which an employee can report a concern just because of these types of situations so that an employee who has a concern is not, you know, keeping it into themselves where, um, you know, resentment can build or, you know, as we've seen, some people just quit because they feel that they're not going to be heard and they're not going to get a resolution to their issue. And so now you've potentially lost a good employee. Um, so, you know, these things don't have to escalate out of control. And that's, unfortunately, when I get the call, that's usually where we're at. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sure. Things that really, and, and I do a lot of, t I spend a lot of time digging for root cause, right? Yeah. So it's like peeling back the layers of an onion, like, okay, wait a minute, like what happened? Like, but why did this happen? Why, why, why? Right. And you keep asking those questions and you finally get to the root cause, of, of what may be going on between these two individuals, right? And it could be a whole myriad of things. And, and so just based on this pretty general question, those are some tips and suggestions that I have. But I would certainly have, if, if I were working this as, as an employee relations issue, I would certainly have many more questions and would really want to you know, understand in greater detail what the relationship is between these three parties. I really appreciate that advice and that there's no quick, easy recommendation without having more details and without asking some of these questions. I would love to take a moment and think about this 
from all three perspectives, because I'm sure you have seen it all from all three angles, right? So if I'm the employee that is saying, gosh, there was this racially offensive comment made to me by a coworker, what I hear you saying is, if I feel safe, and comfortable in doing so, I should address it then perhaps with some other questions or some inquisition about, or even tell me if it, you know, hey, what you just said really didn't sit well with me. I Can you share more about that? Or what was your intention behind that? Is that, so I hear you saying that. Did I get that one right? <laughs> At least. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you know, and we know that there's power dining. We don't know, is this coworker a supervisor in some leadership authority, which can also influence these dynamics greatly, right, Mary Beth? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, so we don't know all that. So it's really tough. And I apologize for the person who wrote us in because we don't have those details, but, um, so trying to confront it, uh, and then it also sounds like looking at the history and ask, doing some of your own internal reflection. Is it fair to say, though, Mary Beth, that even if, uh, you know, whatever, you've done the reflection, you've done your own internal reflection, if I am still triggered by something someone said, whether we had a great relationship in the past or not, um, that that I still, I have a right to be offended and to share that I was offended. Absolutely. And that's, that's why we have the policies we do. That's why we have alternate ways of reporting concerns. Um, And, you know, there's, there's a multi-step process to all of these things. And again, without knowing more, um, there are some options that we've laid out today for this individual, right? One is you can go directly to the person who offended you. And if you feel you can, you know, just have a coffee together and kind of clear the air. Great. If this, and again, it all depends. Was this a one-off situation? Was this based on something else? Um, Why was the comment made in the first place? Right? Like what, what's the dynamic going on there? And then if not, and if you, you know, this individual decides, you know, I'm not comfortable going to the executive director. No one in the organization should be forcing that. There there should be other parallel reporting structures in place where this employee can report that in a safe way. And basically what you do when an employee does something like that, they're seeking help in resolving the issue. And, you know, that's what HR is for. That's what other managers are for. Um, you know, inevitably, the executive director is probably going to find out about this situation, though. So, you know, it may be best to to start there. And if you feel that you're not, um, the situation's not being handled fairly in your mind, uh, you know, go to another manager or a supervisor or something along those lines, you know, again, without knowing the organizational structure, power right. dynamics, things of that sort, uh, you know, it, that would that would depend on on where the next step would would go. Okay. Okay. That's great. So now I'm going to switch gears for a minute, just because I want to, I, I think all of, all of our listeners have probably either experienced something like this or been on the receiving end in some way of this, right? So I want to talk about, so if I am the person that made the comment, uh, what is what is my best approach to this if I'm confronted? If there's a direct, you know, 
you know, let's say that my coworker comes to me, tells me that I was, I said something that was offensive. Uh, I mean, it feels sort of like it's probably common sense that I shouldn't, that I shouldn't get defensive, right? I shouldn't do X, Y, Z. I should probably try to resolve it. But can you give some tips or language around this of how, how someone could do this that's on the, on the end of the one that was maybe the one that said something offensive? The best advice I can give is to just listen. Um, because again, we're dealing with perception here. So the employee who was offended has a perception that they were offended and that the comment made was inappropriate, okay? The person who made the comment may not have that perception at all or have no idea that anything's even wrong. And, and a lot of times what we see with the dynamics though, if this isn't addressed quickly and efficiently and the air is cleared, um, is that there's, there's gonna be tension between these two individuals and the person who made the comment is going to sense the tension, but not know why it's there. <laughs> so then yes. you have yeah. the situation yeah. continue to escalate, right? Yeah. So I would say, you know, if someone comes to you and says, you know, I, I've been thinking about this. You made a comment to me the other day. It just didn't sit well with me. I, I just want to clear the air with you. But, you know, I think it's important that the person who is going to speak to this individual and, and let them know that they were offended by something also have a demeanor that's non-confrontational. That's like, hey, look, you know, you're probably not aware. I'm sure you didn't mean anything by this, but I just, I just want to raise this to you, right? That, you know, and really what you're doing there is, you know, you're setting your boundaries of what's acceptable and what isn't to you, right? And, and the other person, you know, hopefully is open and is listening and doesn't feel that this person is attacking or confronting them on something. So, you know, you, you need to take anger out of this equation. And it, it that's why I suggested maybe go to lunch, go get coffee, you yes. know, something, you know, you don't want to walk up to this person's desk or in their office and start, <laughs> start right. this in the middle of the, the right. office space. Right. So all of those things really matter in, in time, in, in setting the tone for really what just should be a discussion. Yes. And, you know, the, the person being confronted and I, you know, that that's such a charged word, but the person who's being approached about this, you know, you it's a natural mechanism to get defensive, like, well, wait a minute, I didn't mean anything by that or whatever this individual may say. But if you can just let that sit and just say, look, you know, I'm sure you didn't mean it, but I'm letting you know I found it offensive and, you know, please don't do this again. Please don't say that to me again. Um, you would hope that the person receiving that message accepts it, understands it, and respects this individual enough that they won't do it again and that they have learned something as well. Can't guarantee how people are going to react in any situation, but that that would be ideal. But again, anything that this employee can do to set up success for that meeting and that conversation would be helpful. And I appreciate what you're saying about that all of these things matter about the environment we do it in, the approach, the tone of voice, all those things we learned about nonverbal communication way back when, right, are, hold true very much in this case. And it also sounds like for those listeners who, who heard you say it's great if you can do it in the moment, I also know, and Mary Beth, I'm sure you've seen this and would advise on it, some people will be too emotional in the moment to address it, which is how you, I liked how you took it back and said, 
hey, I've been thinking about this for a few days and it just hasn't set well because some people are going to need to gain their composure to not be overly full of anger, right? In the moment. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And that's that's up to the individual, you know? And and again, I, you know, it it depends. There's so many dynamics here yes. that, we, who, that are unknown, right? I know yeah. I keep saying that, but it's true. So, you know, depending upon the dynamic that these two have, you know, some people would just brush this off. Other people are like, hey, this is really bothering me. Other people might use humor to, yes. to yes. diffuse a situation, but, you know, without knowing personalities and, and the relationship that these two individuals have, it, it's, it would really be up to this employee who wrote in um, to determine, you know, what, what is my relationship with this individual and how can, how can I best, you know, approach this situation? Okay. And then taking the last sort of stance of, so I'm the executive director and I get the employee coming into, maybe the employee did end up deciding to come to me and came, comes to my office and shares this situation with me. What does an executive director do in that case? Again, listen is very important. Um, and, and I do recommend uh, when we, when we have situations like this is that um, the executive director call a meeting with both employees. You know, the executive director may want to meet with the other employee first, but typically having everybody in the room together and the executive director essentially taking on a mediating role for the conversation and, and what's going to take place. Because even with perception, these two employees may remember that incident very differently. And even though we always like to say, this is confidential, please don't discuss, once you're called into the executive director's office or the HR office in some cases, um, that's scary for a lot of people. Yes. Right? Yes. It's like, what's, ha what's happening? What did I do wrong? Like, I, you know, it's like going to the principal's office if you were a kid in school, right? So um, it's, it's not a fun fun experience, right? And so people can, that can almost make people more defensive sometimes. So again, I would suggest more of, um, you know, just, all right, thanks for bringing this to my attention. You know, while you're here, let me, let me just pick up the phone and, and call the other employee in here and let's, let's clear the air. You know, that's one of my favorite expressions because I, I think it's not emotionally charged and it's really about, let's just get to the bottom of this. Let's express both of our concerns reach an understanding and, and agree to move forward, you know, in a respectful way um, as we work together. And, and I would hope that an executive director would be, uh, have the ability um, to, to do that and, and to participate in that role, not show any favoritism, not judge and not form any opinions. It's easy to do that, but it's really important to just stay neutral because you weren't there. The executive director didn't witness this, right? So it's it's one of those situations where both employees give them both a chance to to speak to each other with you mediating in a safe space, in a safe environment. And we don't know how large this organization is. I also know that it seems like sometimes in mid-sized to larger organizations that have, you know, several employees, 
there are times where the executive director will bring in somebody else. Let's call it the HR consultant or the HR person on the staff to, you know, for for all sorts of reasons that happens. Would that make, I mean, in a case like this, at what point do you advise that the executive director needs to bring in someone else? It is uh, What I'm hearing from you now is this probably doesn't ra- rise to that level. Is that fair to say? Or at what point does that make sense? I don't know if it rises to that level or not. And they may want to have someone else in there if they have an executive assistant, for example, because I think the the question, they don't have HR, right? Um, Someone who the executive director trusts with confidentiality, who could also take notes. I mean, that's important, right? Because we want want to document this because if something happens in the future, we want to be able to go back to this and say, look, you know, we did address the situation with both employees and, you know, now we've had another incident occur or something along those lines. So it's important to document it. Um, but, you know, whether that needs to be HR or, you know, another supervisor or somebody, I would just, my advice would be that um, depending upon the situation, just make sure that the person that you're asking to come in and kind of to witness this whole matter, um, you you trust and trust with confidentiality. Because one of the things that happens a lot of times in these cases is that people start talking and and that makes the situation so much worse. Um, so, you know, again, you want to just remind the employees, this is a confidential meeting. Okay. Well, this has been super helpful. I feel like I could ask you uh, 10 more questions, right? Because these things are complex. As simple as they sound, they're actually not simple at all. They're very complex, right? Very true. Very true. Uh, Really appreciate your insights, your advice from all vantage points, because, um, right, we we want to make sure that everyone feels like they know how to handle a situation like this. And uh, clearly, if our listeners want to learn more about how to deal with these situations, we'll have Mary Beth's contact info in the show notes. And uh Feel free if there's any follow-up questions that, and we always encourage your rebuttals or th- other things that people want to talk about related to one of our podcast episodes. You're also uh, able to find Andy, you know, both Andy, you know, myself and tag us and say, hey, we want to have another layer of this conversation. And and got, you know, if you do that, we're going to bring Mary Beth back again, or, you know, we'll get a whole panel of HR experts. Right, right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Mary Beth, any final words before we sign off? No, I, I just, I appreciate the opportunity. It's always fun to talk with you and, and with Andy and, uh, you know, thank you. And if, if anything does come up, I'm, I'm happy to uh, have further conversation around uh, this employee's concern. Thank you, Mary Beth. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Nonprofit Everything. And I want to thank you for being good sports because Andy and I, sometimes in these episodes, you may be saying, what do they have against us, right? I come from this background and they're always picking on people in this profession or, you know, and and we don't want to be those people. We sometimes are just doing it to be facetious. There's no, um, there's no intentional harm that we're trying to create or give you any kind of complex, but you can call us on it as well and tell us to knock it off or, you know, ask us a really hard question. 
that we don't know. And then we'll bring in a guest expert and show how much we really don't know. So you can just ignore half of what we say anyway, right? So anyway, just kidding. Um, with that said, we just want to say thank you for uh, being with us in good humor. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We could not do this without you. And please send that question over. You know how we work. You send the question, we answer it, or we find someone much smarter than us or much smarter than me to answer it. So thank you and have a great one.